The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello, I'm Peter Strachan. Welcome to this Stockhead Rock Yarn. Today, we're delighted to welcome Metgasco's Managing Director, Ken Atkin, back to the studio to review the company's recent success at its Odin Prospect and to take stock of the massive upgrade of resources at the nearby Vale gas field. Ken, can you update us on this extraordinary boost to the Vale field's estimated gas resources, which now exceeds its original proven probable and possible estimate? Yeah, thanks, Peter, and thanks for uh, inviting me on your on your podcast. Uh, yeah, yesterday's announcement was uh, terrific for um, for Metgasco, its, its shareholders, and the ATP joint venture at large. We we spent this year drilling two appraisal wells, Valley Two and Valley Three. They did come, they did double the net pay that we that we had in Valley One last year, and ERCE, the Independent uh, Reserve Auditor, went through. All of that data took some time, but it, they were very diligent on on what they did. And uh, and you may remember, Peter, that um, after Valley One, we had uh, around about thirty three petajoules of of sales gas uh, in Valley. And now, I'm happy to say we've had a threefold upgrade, and we're at one hundred and one petajoules gross of sales gas, and and, and um, Met Gas go on twenty five percent of that. So. That is a 33.5 petajoules of, of gas to, to make gas go, which was a great outcome. Yeah, it's a, it's a massive increase and it shows you the benefit of doing a few uh, appraisal wells there because you, otherwise you would have just proceeded on the sort of thinking there was 36 or 40 petajoules there. So just leaving Vale for a minute, mm. uh, the company and its joint venture partners has also tested the conventional high-pressure gas flows at around 7.7 million cubic feet a day from the nearby Odin discovery, which we were talking about last time we spoke. What do you think this says about the contingent resources at the Odin discovery? And and can you expect further upgrade of resources even at Odin? Yeah, so Odin 1, uh, just for your listeners, was drilled uh, back in May this year between the Valley 2 and Valley 3 wells and, and found a very thick uh, reservoir section in the Pachuara, uh, and, but also uh, discovered gas up in the Talachi and Epsilon, the conventional reservoirs. Now, what we wanted to do, knowing that it cost about three odd million dollars to frack the Pachuara, we thought, well, let's test the conventional potential in the well. Uh, and we, and incidentally, last month we did uh, get a contingent resource, independent contingent resource of gross 36.4 BCF uh, net 8 BCF to, to Met Gasco. So we, we knew there was a prize. We, we were hoping it was going to be bigger, um, but we, uh, we, we've started up the test. Uh, and as you said, Peter, it was seven, over 7 million standard cubic fit days. So it's one of the highest rates of all of the wells um, I think the Beckler 1 rate was only higher than this Odin test rate. Now, it's early days. We're about four or five days into this test. We made that announcement last week. We haven't updated our shareholders. So uh, towards the end of the flow test and the build-up, we're planning a 10-day flow and a four-day build-up to do some pressure transient testing 
uh, and we, uh, you know, we hope to update the shareholders some point next week with the results of that test. But certainly at the moment, it's uh, it's a very encouraging gas rate, and will help us convert this contingent resource along with a, a financial investment decision to tie it into um, into the Valley Pipeline, which is running nearby the well then uh, that'll convert it into to reserves. And that was a pretty high pressure flow rate as well. It was, yeah. The, the flown wellhead pressure, quite right, it was 2,000 PSI. And as you can imagine, we've, um, you know, in the last few days, we've, we've been, uh, you know, moving that choke around and we'll announce all what's happened next week. Uh, but certainly a, a very healthy wellhead pressure, which, which is an excellent sign that this well can produce uh, a little bit more. And so the the way to produce this would obviously be from the conventional reservoir because it's so cheap to do that. But in two or three or four years' time, you could go back into that well and stimulate the lower zones and, and continue to produce. That's right. You know, there's a very thick uh, patch of wire that we've, we found in, in Odin. And uh, what we'll do is isolate the perforations in the casing above and then perforate the patchawara which as you know in valley one we've we 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 stimulated that zone and tested it at 4.6 so given what we see in the patchawara odin then we think we can get certainly around that five five million static cubic feet a day mark so each well in odin and certainly we're looking at where the next appraisal well is going to be in odin uh to see if we can pick up this talachi and epsilon sweet spot and and, uh, you know, it's probably next year, drill some Odin develop, uh, appraisal development wells. Have you had any calculations on what each well m- might produce over its uh, usable lifetime? Well, certainly we'll wait until the pressure transit analysis work is complete on the conventional side. But from from the experience of Valley 1 uh, Pachawara, we, we estimated about from a Pachawara about five petajoules per well. That would be the yeah. estimate of ultimate recovery. So that's the Pachawara. So you add on maybe uh, two to three BCF uh, more on, on the conventional. So it would be a nice sort of hopefully seven or eight, maybe more um, ultimate recovery per well because we've got the conventional and unconventional aspects in, in these wells. Hmm. So that's, uh, you know, at $8 a gigajoule, that's over sort of $80 million of gas coming out of each well, which is not a bad return on investment. Exactly. And the pipeline cost, because we're running the Valley Pipeline next, next, right next door, it's going to be a little flow line. And it would be, if it's half a million, maybe a million bucks to tie it in. So it's, it's going to be a very, very commercial field, Odin. Uh, half of it is in PRL 211 and half is in ATP 2021. And we yeah. have Beach in the uh, in the PRL 211 side. So, Ken, last time we spoke, I think the project, including both fields, was being scoped out at a production rate of sort of 10 to 15 million cubic feet a day or something mm-hmm. like five petajoules per annum. Mm-hmm. If there looks to like being over like 120 petajoules of gas in the offering from both fields here now, uh, is there the technical capacity at least to expand the scope or do you think that a three or four well startup is going to be best for the joint venture and with ongoing capacity replacement of, say, you know, another drilling an extra well every year? Well, we the first thing to say is Valley, the Valley 1 test was about two or three days of flow and Marana PLT on that, that um, stimulated well. And, and as you know, they, when, you, when, you, when you stimulate a well, you get a test and it does, it does drop off 
differently than a conventional well is. So we've we've always looked at going, uh, you know, we're going to put two smallish pipelines in, so there'll be two GRE pipelines. We've got, a, at the moment, we've got about 15 million static cubic feet a day raw gas capacity. Uh, we can reel another pipeline in in the future, but what we wanted to do was, uh, is um, is look at what we've got right now, get the, t- the three valley wells that we've got drilled in- into production in the middle of next year. And uh, if the production rates hold up, then then certainly we would we could add another pipeline into the into the scenario, so we can increase the flow rate. Because you're quite right, is that if we just went for five petajoules per annum, per, uh, th- then it would be a very long field life. So what, what we want to do is optimize the production subject to the gas the gas customers to um, make sure that we get the as much increase the MPV of the field by increasing the pipeline capacity. Yeah, and there's scope down the down the path. You could, there's no uh, restriction, you know, to to you know, if you wanted to go to say 20 million cubic feet a day, you could do that technically. Yes, and we're looking yeah. at these models with ERCE right now. We're looking at update, you know, up, seeing it, you know, put the raw gas rate up, and remember the raw gas rate with the inerts and the sales gas is a little bit lower. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, we're looking at the 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 the, the the models, the uh, reservoir models on that, and uh, you know, so we're we're sort of we don't want to change the pipeline. We're in the middle of the uh, the, the sort of detailed design in the pipeline, but it's very easy to to reel another another uh, hard plastic flow line uh, into the system at a later stage rather than yeah. change the design. So yeah, not uh, hugely expensive. That's that's right. So we we're, we're looking at all the all the scenarios, but at the same time, very keen to get the first three valley wells on stream in the middle of next year. Yeah, so that was my ne- next question is really, has there been any progress on development timing, you know, given the, the uh, expanded reserves and resources that you've outlined? Well, what it, what it does is we, we, we've been in the last uh, month to six weeks to joint venture and, and Vintage leading the charge as operator talking to a number of gas customers. And I'm happy to say we've had a lot of interest and it's a, an excellent time to be selling gas in Eastern States, gas prices that you mentioned earlier, Peter. And, and we've also been, uh, you know, we, we've been discussing prepayments with, uh, with the gas customers and they are um, you know willing to put uh, a, a gas prepayment? I won't say what size and what price as yet, but because that's uh, we, we're in discussions at the moment. So we would you know the last thing we want to do is 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 come back to our shareholders and and uh, you know, raise more money uh, to get this field developed. So getting a uh, we did raise money earlier this year, so getting a prepayment would um, really assist both this this particular development as well as Odin and and their Cervantes oil well. That uh, expiration well that we're drilling, so it's going well. We've got discussions going with the gas customers. We're also talking in depth with uh, Santos on a processing tariff as well. And you'll have noticed today that uh, Santos made a an announcement on the uh, on on their um, carbon capture and storage project. I think it's gone through FID, I believe. Uh, and so we we will you know. On the ESG side of things, uh, we'll we'll come to some commercial arrangements with Santos, and hopefully we'll be a carbon net zero gas yeah. producer on on Valley and Odin, which would be when that comes to be developed. So, where's the sales point at, for your gas at the field at the Mooney Hub or Wallumbilla, or where is it somewhere in Sydney City Gate, or how does that work? 
So whale take the gas, uh, it goes via Beckler all the way through to um, through their processing facility. And then we will on-sell the gas um, at point it, it exits. I think it's the Willem, Willembilla hub where it exits the uh, process facility. So, we, uh, so we'll sell it directly outside the the gate of um, the Moomba facility into a, a gas customer. Yeah, and so and that's all going to cost what? How much? What's the cost to market look like? At you know at a at a fifteen million cubic feet per day sort of project. Yeah, there's a cost per gigajoule that we we don't have these numbers yet as as, yeah. as yet, Peter. But we've we've made some assumptions in our economic model, uh, and given that the the, uh, the cost of carbon is still still to yeah. be locked down, there's a number of things that are are unknown. But we've we've got the we know what beaches you know, and we we understand what we've been offered, and other operators have been offered to date, and uh, there will be an increase for the uh, the carbon capture and storage. We just don't know what it is yet. Uh, so it's difficult to make a judgment call, but certainly at a high gas price, uh, I think the listeners can be well rest assured that this is a very economical project. The tripling of reserves in Valley is a fantastic mm. boost for us. Uh, it means that the 1P uh, is, which a lot of the gas customers look at, is much more significant, uh, and therefore we've de-risked the project effectively, which we're very comfortable with. Yeah, if it... The project could be, you know, let's say at eight dollars a gigajoule, uh, you could be generating ten million dollars per annum from Metgasco from this project, which, in and what you could drag down to the bottom line, you know, two million dollars a year out of that ten, or would that be achievable? Yeah, I think the numbers are not far off. I mean, we, uh, you know, we we think this is going to be very revenue accretive for us when we get uh, either ten million raw gas or fifteen million raw gas through. Uh, it's you know, the, yeah. the numbers that you've just quoted are, are close, so we we'll have that revenue going back into to drill Odin two, you know Valley four, yeah. um, and etc. Cervantes will come, we hope, a bit before when we when we um, finally get a you know we've got a, a, I think since the last time we talked we've we've got a letter of intent signed with. Uh, uh, a non-binding one, the Strike Energy, but we hope to drill um, Cervantes in the first half of next year as well. So uh, that'll keep us busy. Yeah, so that was my next next question, really. It's Cervantes, the joint ventures moving towards drilling what is a sort of 15 million barrel target uh, in mm. the Perth Basin, middle of next year. Now, you, that's the sort of current timing with the rig. That's right. Yeah, I mean, we th- think it's going to be Q2 next year. We I note today that the 970 rig, which uh, is the one we've got the letter of intent on, has is, is moved to uh, the whalering well uh, for strike. They've got three wells. Then uh, it, it would come to us. Uh, so, yeah, we, we reckon it'd be around about quarter two. Could be a bit earlier. Uh, we're not sure. But we've got the environmental approval, which we're just finalising with the... Uh, the EPA and that's looking good, and uh, we should have all that uh, touch wood all through before Christmas. So it would allow us to then uh, do our civils early in the new year to get that project up and running. So, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting times. And oil price being where it is right now, uh, it's an incredibly high EMV project. Yeah, <laughs> and if, it, if it come if it comes in even at half of the fifteen million barrels, it would certainly be a fantastic boost for Met Gaskell. Hundred and fifteen dollars Australian a barrel at the moment for mm. for that. So, what's your financial commitment to Cervantes at the moment, and would you be looking for some farming support there? 
No, we've so we if you remember it was a couple of years ago we we uh, farmed into this uh, and we had we were paying a hundred a hundred percent of the well cost at that time but we farmed out to vintage so both vintage and ourselves are paying fifty percent of the well cost for a thirty percent interest uh, and we've we've. We'll probably out of we've probably spent over a million uh, with some on the project we've 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 spent about just over one point two million or so in spend buying long lead equipment etc in the project team. Uh, the cost of the well we're not quite sure until we get the final details of the rig contract. Um, but we uh, you know we we'll, we we're pretty comfortable that uh, we you know the. Uh, We'll have all the cash either through the gas prepayment uh, or through the. Uh, we've got some options out in the market at the moment, Peter, that are coming yeah. into the money. Given our share prices started to move upwards, which is great, so we uh, we we think we're going to be well covered for the the, the balance of our fifty percent of the well uh, for Cervantes. Well, that's a pretty exciting time, and of course, you've also got these other in back in the Cooper Basin. You've got a couple of other targets there uh, that could down the track sort of link into that whole Odin Valley gas system. Correct. You know, Kinta uh, is, it was a well drilled by Santos a number of years ago. It was a discovery. They didn't hydraulically fracture it. Uh, we want to shoot seismic in the second half of next year to position that well. Uh, we're even thinking of drilling a well that might pick up an, a Jurassic oil target as well as the deeper Permian gas target. Uh, so Kinta is going to be the next uh, string of perils, the next peril in the string. Uh, and you know that that will hopefully be drilled uh, towards the back end of of next year after we shoot that seismic. So hopefully, uh, Ken, in twelve months' time, you'll be sitting on a a revenue producing gas field. Uh, you'll be sitting on a thirty percent interest in a fifteen million barrel oil discovery, and uh, like trying to figure out how you're going to spend all the money. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll have a big Melbourne Cup next year because we're sitting here during it. But uh, you know, yes. the, uh, you know, I think it's uh, the, the company is uh, liking it almost to an, an aircraft ready to take off. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're just on the we're just on lift off at the moment, and uh, we're starting to build something substantial, which uh, is great great news for our shareholders. They've they've been very supportive, stuck by us, and. We're starting to see uh, the, the fruits of all of the labour of the last number of years. Well, Ken, thanks for coming in today uh, to give us an update on those big developments. And I think the next thing that investors should be looking forward to is to hear about prepayments on, on gas, which is going to you know fund the pipes in the ground and a few other things, and the, the plan going forward for, uh, for development of that gas. So thanks once again for coming into Stockhead for another Rock Yarn with us. Thanks very much, Peter. Great to speak to you.